Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 66 of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I'm Agelos, your host, and with me this afternoon, dear heaven, I don't know, I'm still stuck on, on Templar features, so Avi, good sir, how are you? I'm doing good, been on the road to VR 14, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. Ah, the road to VR 14. Long, hard, and full of tears. That's for sure. A lot of tears. <laughs> Lots of tears. More so for you because you jump back and forth between, like, what, eight alts now? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the man running the stream and letting dead weight lay on the side of the road during a DSA, that would be Stellian. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Nice. Like my little, my little inside cameo joke there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah. People are like, what do you mean by that? Well, just ask Stellian. All right. Before we get going, I want to mention that this episode is brought to you by awesome fans just like you guys. If you're currently not supporting Dungeon Crawler Network and wish to help out, please consider donating or becoming a patron of ours on our Patreon page. You can find the links for both on the bottom of our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. If you're still unable to support us financially, but, you know, want to help us out anyway, please be sure to subscribe to us on our YouTube and Twitch channels, leaving us a review on iTunes, and consider telling a friend about us. All of those help us out so much and really just make me giddy, like it does. I love reading iTunes reviews. I love seeing the subscription numbers on YouTube and Twitch go up. It makes me very happy. So, there you go. Um, one other special note that I haven't really decided on, but I figured I'd talk about anyway is, uh, obviously for those who follow the show, um, we, you know, that Thais and I are, are expecting a little Nordling very soon. And, uh, that, that'll be the end of June. Um, the little guy will come in. And with that being said, tales will continue going, but probably for the first few weeks, I haven't really decided yet. We'll see how it goes. We will possibly only be doing studio recording and no live recording just so that if baby wakes up and I need to go change poopy diaper or clean up baby vomit, I can just get up and do it without having to worry about a live show. Um, I will, you know, of course, let everyone know, like on my staff as well as everyone else on Twitter. So follow us at Dungeon Crawl Net uh, for all that information of what we decide to do. Also, do not forget 
Uh, episode 65, Avi and I did a review of The Tales of Tamriel, The Book or The Land, Volume 1. Uh, really awesome book, wouldn't you say, Avi? <laughs> it's amazing. It's everyone amazing. Needs to, everyone needs to go watch it and go buy it, too. <laughs> Or if you want to wait on buying that, we are giving away a copy. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should go listen, find out how to uh, apply for that, and go from there. Um, We are still having entries are open until the 29th. That's Friday the 29th. Um, So you still got a few more days left to get your entries in if you have not already. So definitely go ahead and do that. All right. Enough of my rambling. It's time to get into game news, guys. First up, since it's been about two weeks since we've had a a full launch show, we actually have had two patches. Uh, patch 2.0.8 and 2.0.9 both have come out. Uh, 2.0.8 came out a week ago or two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, and it was an incremental patch that fixed a number of fixes and improvements for gameplay, enchanting, dark anchors, quests, UI, ultimate gain, and more. The size of the patch uh, for English and German clients was only 425 megs, but for French clients, you got 2.7 gigs. Voiceovers, I tell you what. Um, I, I know there was an issue that they were working on uh, with light attacks in rapid succession with a bow would no longer queue up additional attacks after you stopped hitting the attack button. I, you know, I kind of felt that way. Like, I know I've been playing with the bow a lot recently, and uh, the bow seems clunky to me. Does anyone else feel like it's clunky? Oh, it is a clunky, clunky. I, I just don't, I don't like the bow. Right. Horrible thing. Obvious. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't get into the bow. You know, I've, I've tempted it a couple times, and it's probably my least favorite. Okay. Clunky is a good word. Clunky is a good word for it. it. It does feel just so weird. Like, and I'm a stamina user, as everyone knows, so I'm, I'm kind of relegated to using the bow as a ranged option, unless I really want to get my DPS by trying to run a Dresto staff while wearing all stamina gear. Now given how clunky the bow is, maybe I wouldn't be gimping myself by much. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I just, I've always felt like it was just, just weird. You'd go to attack and it really wouldn't want to do anything. It was definitely really weird. Um, and I know they also fixed an issue where it was possible to stop gaining ultimate. So, ugh. that was kind of weird. Yeah, he just got hit by that ultimate gain quite a few times in trials. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring this one up again because in 2.0.8, Adric Spear, focus charged. It's no longer possible to come stuck in the charge pose after triggering the ability. I'm waiting for the roar of laughter. Uh, yeah, I think they fixed that three times now. <laughs> I, I and... think that every patch they are like, yeah, it's fixed. Uh, nope. Still bugs I... out. <sighs> I literally don't even have a, you know, I have a skill point in everything else, but I don't have anything in focus charge because it never works. I I just don't. So that's, that's definitely one of those. Well, I use it in my PVP build, so it's a little annoying that doesn't work. Oh, really? Yeah. Why why are you using focus charge rather than like, well, what weapons are you using? Because obviously. Uh, I'm using dual wield and I, I do have a sword and shield, but that's purely defensive side. So I don't have a way of charging in. Yeah. 
otherwise. So if you had I mean, a tune fair, in, it, you could do the critical rush, but yeah, exactly. It it doesn't work terribly. Um, it's just yeah, in PvP, when if it lags out, you suddenly get stuck in the charge <laughs> motion, and you have to drink a potion and roll to, in order to sort of free yourself from it. Right. So it's a very strange kind of combinations like oh hopping on one leg during a full moon to try and get everything working again it's definitely not fixed right right yeah that's definitely happened to me already too where you're after you get stuck in that animation it's like i need to attack i need to attack i need to do something yeah yeah uh i've been getting stuck in an animation lately on a different attack but on ferocious leap i can't my wings you know how they have the big bat wings they get stuck on me and I can't attack. I can't do anything. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's ever been seen, but it's been happening to me a damn lot. Huh. You I know, think the game has issues with leaping. <laughs> I, I, that's what, is that what we're saying here? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, if you leap in the game, it's just, you know, it's not it's not going to work. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this when the game first came out, and it was how weird the jumping looked. It's not as weird as some games. I think like Final Fantasy 14 has some weird, weird jumping. Like it just doesn't want to jump well. Uh, But this one, the jumping in this one still felt. How did I describe it? It felt like jumping in a room where the ceiling was too low and you hit your head because it just stops at a point where you think like, hey, it shouldn't stop there. Um I don't know, it just feels very clunky and unnatural. So I don't know if their whole jumping animations are are all that great. I mean, I know abilities are different, but just anything where you're up in the air, just something doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I bugged out and died in um, veteran, what is it, banished cells, getting pulled up in the air and dying, getting stuck up there. That happens a lot. So interesting. Um, another thing that I really, really liked was that all item sets, all item sets now scale off your character's highest stats, just like ultimate. So if you had a, uh, a set that may have been designed for a spellcaster and you are stamina, um, the, the way the algorithms at work now actually based off whatever your highest stat is because there was some back end stuff with several sets. It's like, yeah, this set kind of kind of is more designed for Magicka so you can wear it as a stamina user, but you're not going to get all the benefits now. Now you would. So that's really nice. I like that. Um, fixed an issue where the scald NPCs were spawning more quickly than intended. Sorry, folks, you're going to have a hard time getting your mass murder achievement now because they, they remove that. <laughs> and uh, hello to Tamriel Drifter in chat. How are you, sir? Um, did anyone else see anything else in these notes before moving on to the next one that we didn't cover? No, I don't think so. All right. It won't be exciting. Nothing really exciting, yeah. Well, yeah, these small patches are just little things. Uh, the next week they dropped another patch on us, which is uh, 0.9, um, which Avi, you and I talked about a little bit in episode 65. Um, but this is an incremental patch that fixed an issue with ultimate not generating still along with a few other items. The patch was about 230 megs in size. Uh, one of the biggest ones was veteran Elden hollow with the final boss Bogdan, the night flame uh, would, would now wait a bit longer to cast his pulverize. If he just completed casting Daedric flame. So that, 
I think that took a little bit more, uh, made it a little easier for the healing because I know that's very healing intensive right after that. So, yeah. Yes, I think I would appreciate that. Well, if it if it hits at the same time, there's some ways you you can't do anything about it. You're a dead man. Oh so yeah, yeah, that. yeah, definitely. Especially if you were a vampire. <laughs> yeah. If you were a vampire, you you would be lucky to walk away with any health, and if you did anything afterwards, you were just <laughs> you were dead. It's how it goes. Um, now the big thing that I know that we mentioned last week was not so much what's in the notes, but what's not in the notes with this patch. They, uh, they had data mined the, the riding skill books. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, That's why I I brought it up. Uh, it's these patches weren't so much about what they posted, but what they didn't. And, uh, it was definitely those hidden little notes. Um, we talked about it last week, but Esteldian wasn't here. I kind of want to just get your opinion on this right off the bat. What do you feel about being able to purchase riding books in the crown store uh, to, you know, like um, to simulate the feeding? And how much would you recommend each book be? I have no issue with buying the books on the store. It makes complete sense. I know some people have, as, as per usual, I've cried pay to win somehow with people buying their horse up to speed even though there's a cap on it anyway it's like oh it gives you an advantage in pvp it's like well what about all the new players who have to start from scratch and everyone else has been playing for ages running around with their horses so it just i don't know i can't believe people try and claim pay to win yet again um if if you need your horse to be faster in order to win a fight in pvp something's gone horribly wrong and i've never had someone successfully run away from me even though they've got successful uh, max stamina on it either so the various arguments i've seen seem a bit flaky so yeah get it on there it's a convenience item there is a cap to it you can't literally get yourself more powerful by buying this it's not like the the big hoo-ha when the potions of experience were suggesting that you get champ points faster that's very different and even then well we've had our opinions on that before uh all good how much would you charge for it uh, how much to charge compared to how much i'd pay for it i don't know i probably wouldn't pay for it at all i just went my time out but it depends if it's like three bucks per point or five five bucks i guess it might be worth tinkering with but i wouldn't pay more than that man wow. you're above what even we said <laughs> way above way, way above we were, we, him, so. <laughs> we were we were talking about a hundred crowns per point which is like a dollar per point so essentially it'd be 60 bucks to max out a single line if you wanted to um yeah and plus you would have to do it for every character like the skill the account skill is not or uh, the Ryan skill is not account wide it's per character so I saw I wasn't really worried about it my biggest my biggest thing that I mentioned last week was what if I'm playing my Templar and all the features that they're introducing make me hate my Templar and I have to switch to a different character as my main am I gonna go oh crud I'm I'm a full 60 60 60 on my Templar but you know, that took a very, very long time to do of logging in every day and feeding. Am I going to have to do that again for, a, a, you know, a new main? I, I had no problem with it either, but I wouldn't go more than 100 crowns per point, to be honest, because that's that's ex- five bucks a point. That that's that's rich money right there. Oh, they're charging 50 bucks for a flipping motif. <laughs> well, I, you know... I, you may as well nickel and dime them. Nickel and dime it's convenience. Put it on there. Yeah, but dear. If you play multiple characters... Look, what about poor uh, Avi over here with his 9 million alts? 
<laughs> you know how much money he's spending? That's $180 a character <laughs> to well, get yeah, Max riding. If he's been sneaky, he's already been feeding him like my ult's already got 66 and he's working on his bag of space and even my other ult's 60. I am, I am awful after my <laughs> horses, so all of my horses are just the slowest, status uh, things. I think we talked about that. Like, I log in every single day. Almost everyone in the guild will see me log in in the morning for like five minutes because I just go down the list and feed my horses. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. I just put a bunch of money on them, park my alts near the stable guy, and just go down the list grabbing their bags and and their and they're feeding their horses. So, I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> Why, hello, Pinello. My cat wants to be on the show, but she's being a pain. All right, all right. I I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that because we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week. And hello, Ark in chat. Hey, man. Glad you're hey. glad you're here. Um. Dear heaven above, man, so many finals for you. It's a final every other week. I, I don't even know what to say. Dear goodness. All right. Next little bit of news was a battle master corner, the infernal dragon, 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 dragon. I like dragon. Um, obviously, as we talked about, it's a it's a, a super unique build, super unique dragonite with a flame staff. No one has ever done this. No, we're just kidding. Thick with sarcasm. He's, he's not a Dunma. Again, oh, <laughs> well, that is a little different, isn't it? But he's Imperial, so he's, not that different. Oh, yeah, he's Imperial, yeah. Imperial? I mean, it, oh, I don't know. All right, all right. Um, Red Diamond. I don't know. Yeah, if it was a Dunmer, that would be a little different. But in any case, Imperial Dragon. I know we talked about this a little prior to the show, uh, and Esteldian pointed out a couple interesting things. So I'm going to go ahead and let him him talk about that real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm just... I mean, the skills seem solid enough that he's picked. I'm just curious what it, it's supposed to do in terms of is it actually the main healer for your group? Um, if it is, it doesn't have healing springs which is unusual it's not unforgivable i know quite a few bills that don't use healing springs on a regular basis but it's still a bit odd not to have it there um and if it's not the main healer then how do you do damage to bosses it's it's, it's aoe and healing so it just seemed a little weird to me i mean as i say the skills were good it's solid if it has a specific purpose i'm sure it works very well just i don't know what it is it doesn't really go into that detail just as supports its group and does some aoe yeah i'm reading the thing up here and it does talk about being a an aoe you know powerhouse and then being able to roll from a dps to a little bit of a support but with that word support makes me think they're not a main healer that they'd be primary damage dealer yeah so that's that's what concerned me because you're missing some serious primary damage. Yeah, um, what is uh, Crushing Shock or whatever the, the new meta is for that um, for a spell? Yeah. Like, you have no single target DPS that I can yeah. see. Oh, nothing is single target DPS, or at least it's there's I think there's a cone in here somewhere, but even so, um, yeah, I mean, are you just doing damn, like you said, most bosses don't have a bunch of adds. Um, are very, very few of them have some ad phase. So yeah, while AoE's great for trash and whatnot, um, and maybe speed running some of the trial stuff, but once you get to an actual boss, your effectiveness is essentially cut in a third, or more than that, two-thirds, really. 
these AOEs barely do enough damage. They don't do, they don't hit hard. They're, the reason why their damage is so good is because they hit everything. But, hmm. Avi, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, this looks like a build that I would use whenever I'm soloing, you know, the nice restoration on the back and all of the strong AoEs to, you know, pull in mobs or do whatever I'm doing to grind, but I'm not too big on the whole, all this AoE on one bar and all, and then the restoration bar. I'm not really sure what hit the role is he's trying to take, but it's a nice looking build if you're going to solo around her. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, see, and I'm looking down here. This build makes me think it's rather old, and the reason why, I'm going to quote this verbatim here from the Armor, Glyphs, Attributes, and More section. We can all decide for ourselves what we prefer and can obtain. The Valken Scoria and the Burning Spellweave sets would be epic, but I don't have those yet. With dot damage, I'd imagine Valken Scoria would be the only way to go. Uh, I use five light, two heavy, mostly Magicka combining Warlock and Vampire's Kiss. Seducer, White Strikes, and even Hiss Bark work as well. My primary stats are Infused, Impenetrable, and Divines, but are subject to change as I hash out the 1.6 bonuses. So this build, I think they pulled prior to 1.6, which was quite a while ago, and... I almost feel like this was not designed just based on the fact that he's using impenetrable. I feel like this wasn't even designed to be um, a PVE build, possibly completely PVP, wherein, you know, people stacking together, the AOE might be a little bit more beneficial, like when storming keeps and whatnot um, to lay down that AOE. But it doesn't really say if they're focusing on PvP or PvE, but I would imagine the build itself would probably lend itself more to the PvP arena rather than um, PvE. Hmm. So that that's my thoughts, because why would you put Impenetrable on it if you weren't doing PvP? Because bosses don't crit in PvE. Yeah, I was wondering that. But then he did also say, if you're doing PvP, swap the skill out. I'm thinking, okay, so... It's, I guess, supposed to be used for some PvE as well. So I wasn't sure whether it was primary this or that. But Well, and that that's what kind of... For the people listening, obviously, when you're doing this kind of stuff, if you're trying to min-max anything, please note that PvP and PvE are two completely different game st- styles. And gear is not necessarily necessarily interchangeable between the two styles. Particularly, as I mentioned above, impenetrable, which... Uh, uh, reduces the chance to crit doesn't help you in PvE because bosses and, and mobs don't have crit as a as a skill. They do not crit. Like I know in other games like World of Warcraft, a few others, prior to one of the latest expansion, I can't remember if they removed it, but bosses could crit up to a certain percent, so tanks had to get a certain level of stats to avoid being crit. That's not the case in this game. There is no crit from PvE bosses mob so impenetrable is a worthless uh trait to have on your armor if you're solely doing pve pvp completely different well it used to be completely different i believe impenetrable is pretty useless for pvp as well now i think that's because everyone stacks nern honed but well no i think they just changed it so it just doesn't 
It used to negate all crit, and now it does something pathetic, like reduces the damage from a crit by a percent or two, or something feeble. Yeah. Tamriel Drifter in chat says there should be a purpose role section on every Battlemaster corner. I agree wholeheartedly. Yep, I agree with that. Because some of these, like, we're tearing these builds apart based on our experience, which almost is exclusively PvE-based. Um, is us on, you know, those of us on the show, we we dabble in PvP, but it's infrequent. We're more of the PvE raider, dungeon crawler, kind of questing kind of group. So that's that's where we're at now. And I and I think I blame Zoss partly for this because they kind of gave us a template for doing this. They really should have put a what is the purpose and role of this build? Because if they're like, hey, this is what we do. Well, then we probably wouldn't sound as harsh as we do on some builds, especially if they're like, this is just what I run while questing. Well, yeah, well, we're run. Well, when you play questing, you do completely different stuff than what would be considered optimal for trials or vet dungeons or DSA. You know, you can pretty much get away with anything with questing, but you know, this AOE build would be wonderful for questing. If you like just to run in, grab a whole bunch of stuff and AOE down, this would be amazing, but that doesn't happen in dungeons and, and in uh, trials. Maybe a little bit vet DSA, but <laughs> all right. Well, we talked about this. Uh, I mean, regardless of the fact that um, we don't know what the purpose of the build is, these are our thoughts. Uh, I would be really interested to find out what you guys think as well. So you can always leave us a comment uh, on these and on anything we talk about in the show, and I know we'll respond to you and let you know what we're what we think about your thoughts. But uh, I'm curious to know what you what you think about this infernal dragon i'd actually really be kind of interested to know from the the uh person who wrote it which i don't see a name on it at all anyway sometimes they give their names and this person did not i'd be really interested to hear what your thoughts were on this build all right moving on we're going to mention this but since Thais is not here uh, we are not going to read it, but it is. They did release another lore master archive, which is the rituals of the divines. Um, so, as they say in this week's lore master archive, or Artorius, I don't even know some imperial name, the bishop of Akatosh of the Temple of Kavach paid us a brief visit to discuss the divines and their rituals. The topic means a lot to him. We were grateful for him to stay long enough to answer some of the questions that we received. So. It just talks a little bit about the. Uh, if you haven't read this book, which I know I have, Nine Commands of the Eight Divines, um, that's the book in there. And they also went and tore some lore about the divines and and uh, all the different rituals around them. If you want to check it out, please feel free to do so. It's on the uh, official Elder Scrolls Online page under their community, 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 or Lore Master Archive community programs. So check it out read it especially if you're a follower of the divines because it's awesome all right black panther coming to the crown store and leaving by tuesday with with this they're also uh offering a sale on several items including the blacksmith outfit the chef's outfit and all of the normal motifs i think they're 50 percent off but after tuesday they are being removed from the store Avi, what are your thoughts, sir? 
Uh, I really like this Panther. Out of the three Senshes that they've released, I think the Panther is probably the coolest looking. But for the price, uh, I'm not going to purchase it myself. But I think it's awesome. And I think if it's your kind of thing, then hey, more mm -hmm. to power to you. Okay. All right. Uh, I kind of want to touch on that too before I get to still the you know, price, price point. Each one of these Panthers have been essentially. 25 bucks in crowns. That's that's what it is. It's $25. Now, I, I will mention this. All the bonus mounts that are in like World of Warcraft, which I know I, I mention that a lot, but it's one of the games that I, I've played the most. But all when they introduced their cash shop, if you will, even though they're still a subscription game, they had a little cash shop. Their pets were 10 bucks, and their uh, mounts were 25 with the exception of like one, which ended up being like $30 or something like that. Um, so it's not unheard of that. These kind of things are, are carry this price tag, but why do you think the Senche tigers are 25 bucks? Whereas the, the, the war are $12 and the horses are like nine. I think it's simply just cause they're limited, limited time offers. Okay. But then, but then again, I say that, but then again, they also have that, uh, that horse with the fire and that's the same price right i think so i think, I think that's so. 25 dollars. Yeah, I, I believe so yeah i mean it's not uncommon in the game world i mean i've heard of other free-to-play mmos where mounts and stuff were even way more expensive so 25 bucks is not unheard of and i say this from a triple a type mmo warcraft example kind of set a price and said this is what we're charging and i mean it while it's up there, I mean, it's not uncommon from a reputable company. Most free-to-play companies, I always say, are, you know, take with a grain of salt because they're there today, gone tomorrow. It's what they can turn out real quick. Um, hey, Obi, welcome to the chat room, buddy. Um, so that's that's kind of what I feel about. So I don't think the price is too expensive. I just kind of wonder why they're pricing it, you know, so different. Um, I actually think they're cheaper for their mounts and pets than... Like I said, Warcraft is so. Hmm. Steldian. It's because they're cooler, they're more unique looking, <laughs> and they can they can get away with something for twenty five bucks because people think that looks awesome. I want it. You couldn't sell one of those boring horses for twenty five bucks because there's nothing cool about it. But at the same time, to have that unique, cool looking horse is, or what mount, it's got to be priced a bit hefty so that not everyone is going to go buy it. Um, at twenty five dollars, you really, really have to want it to get it. So. It, it helps make it a, a unique and sort of more rare mount. Okay. Even without limited time only, because some people aren't going to spend 25 bucks on it. I like did. me. <laughs> I did. But then again, I bought... Every, there's yeah. not a single thing in the crown store that I haven't bought, with the exception of the motifs, because I farm those. Well, and I wouldn't buy anything <laughs> like that that I could get in-game. If I could get it in-game, I'll work for it in-game. So, yeah. Um, my my subscription just renewed for another six months, so I had an excess of crowns and nothing on the crown store to buy. So when this came up, I'm like, "Yep, bye." I still have like four thousand crowns left, and I'm the opposite. I've bought a costume, and that's back to cover my sandals for PvP, which I don't even need anymore. So <laughs> I have one item, I don't even use it, and nice. I'm sitting with about five and a half thousand crowns because I got a subscription still, but pff, I didn't need anything. So nice. I might buy the Breton outfit when it comes out, possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll roll right into that one then, too. Uh, they showed on the 
Zot are on ESO Live. They showed some concept art. They are working on new costumes based off the CGI trailer characters. One for the Nord, the Imperial, and the Brett. And the Brett one does look really good. Really, really good. Um, Stellian, I have you seen those on Avi? I have. I didn't really care much for any of them except the Breton one, and I mm-hmm. thought every every Nightblade who plays a stealth glass is probably weaned himself <laughs> with excitement at the idea of getting that outfit. Even even Nightblades who said they would never buy crowns bought crowns for this particular yeah. costume. Yeah, yeah. Avi, did you see these yet? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I'm the same way. I'm all about that coven, the Daggerfall Covenant one. I've always been trying to find different. Uh, armor sets and armor pieces to try to make that style looking so oh nice finally finally, finally they're gonna just give it to us as a costume i'm excited for it no more trying to dye your armor and finding the right yeah. pieces to get it looking close now you can just have it exactly yeah i definitely think that the so far just from the concept art that that one of course looks the best of all of them even though i'm a nord at heart that one obviously still looks the best. Hey, the Nord one does look really cool, though. If you got a really big, buff, brute-looking Nord, and that that armor will look amazing on them. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I want you know. Here's another question. I know they have the armor. I wonder if they're gonna come with like a weapon skin. I don't. We don't mm-hmm. even have costumes or weapon skins yet, so maybe that was a dumb question to ask. But I mean, I like their weapons that they were carrying, like the the axe and the sword the Nord had. Yeah, the Nord's axe is amazing. Yeah, right? Like I love yeah. that axe. Like I would love to see that in game somewhere. Like a style somewhere. Maybe maybe they'll sell a motif on this door that you can't get in the game. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'd be part of the PvP gear sets. It would suit the uh the Ebenhart PvP outfit with a big ass axe. Yeah, definitely. Who doesn't love big axe when you're when you're uh, killing elves? I'm telling you. Right. Cool. All right. Uh, last thing, uh, which I didn't even really notice. I think I heard something about it, but I didn't really notice. And uh, Stelian brought it up to me. Uh, Templar bugs slash features, man. What what's up with this? Oh yeah. If anyone's been on the official forums, you'd have seen a nice big. It's about twenty eight pages long now. And it was a, a well-done list of various issues with the Templar class. And it, it wasn't a point of, oh, boo-hoo, we, we need this improved and this and this. It was just basically saying, this is broken because of a bug. This has got a bug. Um, so on, so on. For example, the Templar charge, everyone knows it's fairly um, issue-ridden. There's a global cooldown every time you la- finish charging. So you essentially kind of stun yourself for a little while. Um, there's a problem where it gets caught and you end up running around with a spear in your hand like an idiot and can't use any other skills, <laughs> which they've tried fixing about three times now and it's still not fixed. Um, there's There was other skills. Oh, Breath of Life now has a mysterious delay in it and it takes quite a while to cast. Of course, you can animation cancel it to help keep it as an instant. So basically, it's it's harder to spam. As you can see, it just... It's hard to notice, but obviously if you're trying to keep people alive, you suddenly notice a lot more. But it's about like half a second delay or whatever. And so obviously at first Gina said, well, we'll investigate all these. And everyone knows that the, the charge glow cooldown had been touted as a bug for ages. And they've reduced it and reduced it and reduced it. And it's still there, albeit much shorter than it used to be. And then all of a sudden we've had feedback come back saying, oh, actually that global cooldown in the charge is now a feature. Um, the delay in the Breath of Life, which wasn't there back in 1.5, is also now a feature and intended. Um, so it just, it sounds like they've 
they found it and thought, oh, bugger, this is going to be a hell of a lot of coding mess. Um, I tell you what, rather than fix it, let's just decide that's how it's going to be from now on. And then there's a, a final comment where she says, oh, yeah, the, the template is slower by design. It's like, it's just, it's just awful. It, it's really quite embarrassing to read. It's like, this is a bit of a joke, guys. Yeah, slower by design. I I always thought that, you know, it's not that we were slower by design, but we kind of filled that healer archetype, not slow, semi-retarded archetype. That <laughs> seems to yeah. be the case. Um, yeah, that... I, I know they've been trying to fix the Templar charge thing since the game came out, and a year later, that bug still exists. Um same with several others in there it really does feel like they're going we have no idea what's going on and now it's just a feature <laughs> yeah yeah avi what are what are your thoughts do you play templar is this is this disconcerting to you uh, uh no i mean it's not really concerning to me personally because i don't play templar too much anymore but i do remember back in the day always trying to do the biting jabs and getting that dang spear stuck in my hands and I'd have to just run away because I couldn't, couldn't switch my weapon or couldn't get that bug out but yeah, yeah. right well that's that's another one of the issues everyone's complaining about obviously a while back yeah. they changed the um the spear the biting jabs type one they changed it so that it had cc immunity it caused cc immunity on the person you hit which was fair enough because obviously when you use it on someone in pvp you, you just otherwise you kept them knocked back and stunned for the whole spam again and again and again and killed them so it made sense that they changed it but the problem is it's a half a second sort of stun slash knockback and it gives them five seconds of immunity and Templars have said for ages now well just get rid of the knockback feature entirely now because in pvp it's detrimental anywhere else no one really cares about that 0.5 uh knockback so they've asked that to remove and there's been silence on that as well it's like come on you, you've changed it it kind of sucks now get rid of it so that we can all play and use it because it's our main attack skill mm-hmm. so but silence on that as well yeah my poor templar i'm sad yeah we still kick ass i'm not too uh emotional about it <laughs> yeah it's just i don't know it, it's one of those things with the with, with the general i don't know lack of skill when it comes to uh, i guess um coding these these abilities i mean they look awesome but the te- i honestly think the templar has the largest amount of bugged skills in the game uh, i mean there are some from i know the nightblade suffered very heavily early on with i think a lot of their stealth related ones i was gonna say we're the new nightblade we are the new nightblade yeah, yeah. Um, early on, I know Nightblade, I, I don't even think it was the sheer number of skills. Like for Templar, it's the sheer number of skills that are bugged for Nightblade. It wasn't that there was a lot of them that were bugged. It was just the fact that it's, we're supposed to be stu- or super stealthy and all of our stealth ones are, are bugged. We only might have a handful, but you know, the most prominent ones that are supposed to play into the arch type that we're supposed to represent are bugged. I think that's that's how it is. But the Templar ones, almost every single one of our skills is bugged in some odd way. Um, yeah, even Solar Barrage is supposed to be able to empower itself, and it doesn't. Yeah. So they said they were going to fix that about back in 2.5, maybe. <laughs> still, still nothing seems to happen. Unless they have stealth fixed it, you never know. I haven't really paid attention to it, but 
it's certainly not being commented it. on. Maybe they should stealth fix the uh, the the charge and just not tell us they fixed it because I think we all just don't believe them now. One yeah. day we'll all walk in and go, hey, it works. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a and good way And then when the community goes, hey, this is just working now. They're like, yeah, we pushed the fix out like a month ago and we just didn't want to say anything because we said it so often that you know we didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I should do. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um I have a question in chat from uh, Dale00999, but I don't really quite understand it. How many different things is there on level system? I'm not really sure. It says like stealing, combat, crafting, etc. Um, are I'm sorry, sir. I, I honestly just am not understanding the question in chat. If anyone else in the uh, in in on the show can see the chat and dale 0099 what his question is or what he's trying to get across that'd be wonderful um we'll answer uh, it i'm i'm not too positive but you can level it if you're talking about all the things that you can level up yeah you can level up your stilling through the ledger main you can level up your combat through the different weapons and the different ability abilities and you can level up crafting too and all the three that you oh. you said in the writing yeah uh, but i'm with- not sure if that's his question well, we'll play off that. If that is the case in the game, there is also an alternate advancement once you hit max level, uh, which is account-wide that levels up with you and helps you get little passive abilities as well. Uh, each individual skill, like you earn, sk- you level up the weapon skills, then with each skill that you have on your bar, they level up as well and uh, offer morphs. Morphs are, are two paths you can choose on a, an ability going, okay, I have a, an ability that for instance, is uh, we'll, we'll we'll pull in the two-handed ability that knocks back. It it goes into two different options where one one ability allows for um, uh, adding like a, a a daze effect, and the other one it has a power-up effect kind of to it, so it allows the next attack to hit for more damage, that kind of stuff. So. Uh, thank you, Avi. I'm sorry, Dale, that I did not understand your question. I just being stupid i guess (laughs) um all right let's go ahead and we're going to move right on into our discussion topic uh this is something that was mentioned on eso live and also posted on reddit um and it's kind of a sad situation for some people other people not uh, you know i think you might have it coming uh Fraudulent keys have been on the rise. People buying keys for the game that have been stolen, like been bought using stolen cards, etc., etc., have been uh, are going to actually be deactivated on May 26. They're sending out emails to everyone who um, who has purchased one of these keys, and they're offering them five days, saying that in five days we are deactivating your account. Um, are, are yeah deactivating not not deleting it just deactivating it and you can log in and get a new uh a new key like a game key and you can continue playing where you were um and they provided a, an entire list of 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 places and i will say this one of the big ones that we are talking about and uh Stelding, you said this as well two of the big ones g2a.com and green man gaming are not on the approved list thoughts gentlemen no real surprise there they are key selling sites and so they are 
while they might claim to be legit or whatever, there's always a question mark over various sellers. So it's not surprising they've been hit. Um, sorry for those who are unfortunate enough to have bought keys from there. Um, I think in reality, most of you, while gutted, probably aren't that shocked. If you picked up the game for $10, there's probably a reason for that. Um, Isaiah, I can sympathize because I've been caught out on another product where I bought a key and it eventually changed from being genuine to not genuine. It's the risk you take when you want to buy something at a cheap price. Um, I'm quite, I think it's quite good that they're uh, not causing your whole account to be dis to be removed and therefore lose your character. They are offering you the chance to buy the game and then you'll then correctly be able to carry on with your character as he was. So that's pretty good. In reality, for most people, if they bought from G2A, you basically lost out on about 10 bucks because that's why you bought from GTO in the first place. You bought it cheap. So it's not really the biggest loss in the world. Um, I do feel sorry for those who end up by spending like 30 or $40 from GTA or whatever, because they obviously spent it on the more expensive ones thinking this is probably legit, but it's a little cheaper than buying it from this, this, the website itself. And so they've kind of been screwed out of a $40 game, which turned out to be just as illegitimate as any other. So that's a bit of a bugger. Mm, right um yeah and i'm gonna read this verbatim because this is pretty good this is from gina what she posted on on reddit uh we've recently seen an increase in the sale of fraudulently obtained digital game keys for the elder scrolls online tamriel unlimited we want to remind gamers to shop wisely and only purchase online keys from a reputable source fraudulently obtained keys obtained via Steam and then resold via third-party websites such as G2A and uh, Green Man Gaming is a violation of both R, meaning Zoss's, and, and Steam's terms of service. We will be deactivating all game accounts created with such stolen keys starting Tuesday, May 26. Affected users will receive an email with instructions on how to regain access to their game account via a valid game purchase. The companies selling stolen keys make a practice of using stolen credit cards or misappropriating credit card information from their own customers to buy codes from legitimate retailers. Often these companies have the lowest price available anywhere from the digital item they are selling. Customers who purchase from these vendors are at an increased risk for identity theft as well. Extreme discounting below the published prices on our website may be a clue that digital key purchased for the game may be fraudulently obtained. We want to ensure you uh, ensure that you have the best game experience possible to avoid unknowingly purchasing a stolen game key. We suggest that you purchase from the from our site or one of the official retailers listed below. And I'm going to link this in uh, chat as well as in the um, the podcast description, so you can you can see this. Uh, there, I actually went through and looked through this just because I had those in my head. Uh, for instance, I went over here to, uh, I'm actually going to G2A right now. Um, and just to give some examples here, they're showing like one of the big games right now, Witcher three wild hunt just came out. They're saying you can buy it for 2940. You can't get it for that low anywhere. No one's selling it for under 50 some bucks because it is a completely brand new game. If you were to buy this, you would likely, um, end up having a stolen key 
because it's just not that cheap. They're, the game just came out. It's their biggest hype. Why would you offer it on sale when the game just came out? This is when you're gonna when the company's gonna make their money. They would never authorize something like that. It just isn't gonna happen. So I know here the other big problem is I know there's a lot of big name streamers out there, um, for instance, yeah. who are are um, sponsored by this. Um, it, it's in their description as well, going, hey, if you want to pick up a key, you can do so. Just go here which is really kind of sad these people are being sponsored by a company that's using stolen keys so i mean i see yeah, quite a every few every time i'm on a stream i see somebody recommend going and buying the elder scrolls online off of g2a yeah and and now we're and now we're seeing this and mm-hmm. zoss is zoss is also sort of to blame for that as well because they support these streamers and you know zoss is very close with their community and all the streamers and everybody so Everybody, everybody's sort of to blame in that for that part. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that it, it is kind of kind of a shame that you know the 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 Zoss community streamers, in fact, are supporting a company like this that actually does sell stolen keys. I really kind of hope you know this thing changes. Um, uh, Clan of Orphan says, I got it free for buying the video graphics card. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I will say uh, to that in terms of Witcher, that was something that um, is a little different. I, that is completely di- different from what these guys are doing. These guys are buying Steam keys and going from there. If you weren't interested in buying the Witcher, that was something that uh, CD Projekt Red worked out with NVIDIA. I'm sure NVIDIA goes, hey, we want to sell cards. You want to sell your game. Let's make a deal. We'll we'll purchase it. You buy you buy one of our very expensive cards because you didn't get it unless you got what like a nine seventy or above, which are three hundred and some odd dollar cards. I think. Um, I'm sure they kind of got a little bit off the top. Nvidia is going. Hey, what we're gonna do is we're gonna offer this. We will give you the amount of money you would have gotten from a purchase, a normal purchase. We'll take the hit because we're gonna sell. 20% more cards, you know, that that was a deal that they worked out. So, yeah, if a person's selling because they have no interest in Witcher 3 and they're selling it that way, that's different than what G2A and Green Man Gaming are doing, which is purchasing Steam keys and reselling them. Um, so, yeah, personal advice, stay away from G2A as well as Green Man Gaming unless you're willing to take the risk. I mean, hey, if you're willing to take the risk, go for it. You could be out money. You could be out your game. Um, and Zoss is being nice enough to the people to give them an opportunity to purchase it. I know other companies, if you buy an illegal WoW copy, they'll cancel your game. It don't matter how many you got. It's not a, you know, we're going we're gonna to let you buy a legit copy and go. They will literally ban your account. Um, wow. Do you think this is this is something that uh, Zoss like? Do you think they handled it the right way, saying, "Hey, we're gonna suspend your account and allow you to purchase one," or do you think they should have went a little harder? No, I think I think they're doing the right thing. If they if they did what uh, you're saying Warcraft did, I'd be very disappointed, and I think we'd be hearing some uproars from the community because a lot of the people that do buy these are innocent people like you yeah. and me who are just online thinking oh wow a great price a good deal mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna i'm not gonna pass up on this and all of a sudden they're 
it's like people are telling them, oh, no, you bought something illegal and what you did was wrong and now you got to fix it to keep. And it's like it's not their fault. Don't don't make them seem like the bad guys for thinking that they're getting a nice deal. So I think it's a really good idea that Zenimax is going to be very lenient with this and say, you know, you can keep your account, you can keep your characters. Don't worry. Uh, you're, it's just that your account is stolen and wrong and you need to you need to fix that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all know the Reddit community sucks. Like, they're terrible. But listening to the like some of the, the conversations that are being had in this thing right now, uh, one of them was my friend bought... I'm just going to read it. I'm not even say the name because I downloaded his butt because he's being stupid. But my friend brought us a bot both the uh, imperial edition off g2a for like 40 bucks obviously the game's not that cheap that's 40 percent discount come on now i hope he can get a refund for it since he probably used the g2a shield program the, this goes uh there goes my last bit of ever wanting to play the game though not gonna buy a new key well it's your fault yeah. for buying a you know a key that was stolen it really was i mean I know what you're saying. There are innocent people, right? But that's kind of like that whole I'm a prince of Nigeria thing and I want to wire you money. Yeah, the, the person who, who did that, would, were they innocent? Yeah, they were. Were they stupid? Yeah, they yeah. were. You know, that that's how I feel about this. I mean, it's not the company's fault. I think Zoss is doing a very generous thing by not deleting your account because obviously it's a stolen good. You bought a stolen good. And therefore, it's completely within their terms of service that they could ban your account, but they are not. That, you know, that's how it goes. And the amount of comments I'm seeing of, hey, it's not fair. This is, you know, and I, I love the one guy. I wish I could find him in here. Um, oh, my goodness. Um he was saying something along the lines of, oh, there it is. One needs to understand the legalities of receiving stolen property when assigning blame. Hint, it's not with Zoss. Meaning, yeah, you bought stolen property. It's not Zoss's fault you did so. You know, you go find a guy in a back alley selling you a Porsche and you buy it for, you know, $1,000 and drive off. When the cops come and say, hey, this was stolen and they return it to its owner, you're out a thousand bucks. Well, you bought a Porsche and, you know, behind like a Hardee's. It doesn't. Yeah, happen. but at, but at, but at the same time, it's also could be on the line of, oh, you're on Twitter one day. Zenimax shouts out a streamer saying, oh, come check out this stream. They're streaming our game. You go check out that streamer. They recommend, oh, go buy the game on G2A. Then they go and buy the game on G2A and then their account gets deleted yeah. for buying a faulty account and it's like oh well Zenimax well you that's, could have had a could have had a hand oh come there's on a, there's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different that, that argument's that the same as going you know hey you should go work at x company and it turns out the ceo was uh you know stealing money from the company for years it's a whole mess it, it the zoss is not responsible for what the streamers or anyone says you know like uh, they they've supported our podcast and obviously they're not responsible for anything that we say or do. I mean, that's the street, the streamer who's um, advocating it, it. That's their decision to advocate that site. Um. <laughs> Clan of Orphan says, hey, uh, hey there, everyone should have bought it out of a, a, a 
<laughs> out of a black Buick in an alley behind a drugstore like me. Probably the sad part is, man, your copy is probably legit. It was just stolen, like, physically. <laughs> yeah, yours is stolen more, more clearly. Yeah, it's, it's harder to trace your copy, so straight, you're probably okay. From Walmart. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's sad for the people who bought it, because like you said, it's kind of like the people who lost their entire fortune going on Prince of Nigeria. You, you trusted somebody you shouldn't have. Now, will you get your money back? I don't know. You could actually go back to the company if the company is reputable. I don't know about G2A, but Amazon, for instance, is a reputable company that if you if you got a stolen key from them, I don't know how you would have. But if by chance you did, they have a way of going, oh, we will refund you your money. But in all likelihood, if a company's selling stolen stuff, they're not going to refund you your money. Well, so. G2A do have a um, insurance thing. It costs like a dollar more. So. They're aware, obviously, that some people do do dodgy accounts, and you can buy in, in a way of protecting their customers. So if it turns out that everyone gets who had the insurance gets their money out, then you know at least G2A <laughs> are kind of doing their bit. They're accepting that some of their because they can't guarantee where the keys come from. Um, right. But if they're doing the insurance and they're willing to pay back those who who got scammed. Then that, that's that's a good thing. So as far as dodgy companies go, at least <laughs> it's got it's quite reputable. The, they say, well, G2A, you can take the risk, and if you pay that extra dollar, you are kind of safe uh, in doing so. But I do... Um, and then G2A gets a dollar regardless if they sell you a fake key or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Here, you give me a dollar, I'll give you something, you hand it right back. I still got a dollar, so thank you. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so it, it makes sense to them. And then they just, then they just go <laughs> kick out. Of course, it's smart to offer insurance program. Yeah, we'll pay your forty bucks back. You pay us forty one, we'll give you forty. I'll, I'll take that bet for anyone. Anyone wants to give me twenty bucks, I'll give you nineteen back right away. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and then presumably they go kick the seller and say, right, you did something dodgy. But uh-huh. I made, I made, but I made a dollar. So, but I made a dollar. So, <laughs> so slap you, on you the can wrist. carry on selling it at risk. They won't get rid of the seller, but slap they, on the wrist. The Don't do it again. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so they um do that. But yeah, no, I, I think it's a good thing that they're not deleting the accounts. I think that would be a bit petty. I mean, you're right, they'd be within their rights, but not even Microsoft does that. If you buy a Windows key and it ends up no longer being genuine, you don't have to activate in 30 days. You can carry on using the Windows, you just can't get the updates anymore. Mm-hmm. So even Microsoft, let's face it, are known for their money-grabbing ways, aren't saying like, right, do you have to activate again in 30 days or buy a new copy or else you're screwed? It's a case of, okay, you've got a dodgy copy. Right. You're going to have to, you know, you have to, if you want any more updates, you're going to have to buy the real version. Steldin, you're being told in chat you need to invite Brywolf. I just did. <laughs> Tales of Tamriel supporting grouping since, I don't know. Since Sawstone. <laughs> since Steldin's ahead of the group. Hey, you know, since the uh, since the group finder doesn't work in 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 game, you might as well just come into our chat room. We'll put groups together for you. Apparently, it's it's all good. <laughs> it's a just full kidding. service here. All right. Well, we kind of talked on fraudulent keys, and it kind of actually went a little longer than I thought it would. But it, it was a good discussion. I really wanted to talk about it just because of of what it what it was. I mean. I know there's if you read the Reddit chats, I mean, oh, my goodness, Reddit chats always 90 percent negative anyway. And people are stupid. Um, but it, it is what it is. People going, I got ripped off by Zoss because I no, you didn't. You bought a stolen key 
You got caught. Deal with it or leave. I honestly don't care. In fact, I don't even want you back. You can just leave. <laughs> if that's your attitude behind it, you can just leave. You know, it's Zoss's fault. No, you bought a stolen key. You know, you did something wrong, even though it wasn't intentional. You still did something wrong. I say go back to the company. Try to fight for your for your uh, refund. If they don't give it back to you, it's a life lesson. Buy from reputable sources at all times. There you go. All right. Time for tales. Let's talk about what we did in Tamriel this week. Uh, Steldian, why don't you go ahead and go first? Uh, okay. Um, what did I do? Let's see. I did Vet DSA the other day. Um, Trying to take a friend or a guildie through. We got all the way to the end, and tragically, we got the boss to 0% before we ran out of lives. So that was a little frustrating. Um, crap, dying. Uh, but we went again, well, on the stream, in fact, or just before. I started it and we finished it. So he's got his achievement now. So he's a, he's a happy man, no doubt. Um, other than that, our guild did run AA and Hellra on Wednesday night. And we did the week before as well. So we've got to the point now where we do both raids in one night, which is good. We just need a few more people so that we can regularly raid twice a week so that we can do Sanctum on one night and then the other two on the other night. Um, once that's going, that'll be good. And then we'll start trying to push for the hard mode on Hellra and AA. Although first we want to get it so we're doing them under 30 minutes each at least. Obviously it's difficult because when you're explaining it to new people each time, it takes a little while longer. But we're getting there. It takes about 40 minutes for each run at the moment. So not bad at all. Uh, other than that, I did a bit of PvP because I could dabble in there. But nothing too exciting to stay there. Got, got a few bugs in my Templar charge. Such is life. Uh, Templar charge. Yeah. Uh, Avi, sir, how about you? All right. So this week and the last couple weeks, I've been on the what I'm calling the road to VR 14. I finally set all of my alts aside. I decided I'm not going to play any other character. I'm going to stay on my Dragon Knight until he's veteran rank 14. So that's been my goal. Uh, I think last week I posted on Twitter saying I was VR3. I'm VR7 now and almost VR8. I've been playing a lot. And I'm just doing questing. So, you know, I'm slowly, slowly but surely coming to it. I'm in East March right now. Loving it. I haven't been to East March since I was playing my old Ebonheart characters. And I'm just loving going through the whole story right now with Yorn the Skull King and his brother. After we mentioned it last week, that there's a great page in the book that talks about the beginning of that story. So no spoilers, just go check it out. Uh, besides that, I've been working on my Templar a little bit. Not really playing him, but just uh, buying all the armor for him and getting him set up since it's been so long since I've touched him. Uh, back, be back when I used to play him, I didn't know anything about armor sets or how to craft better armor or make armor better. And now that I do, I think he's actually going to be a lot more playable. So hmm. I've been working on him and I'm getting him ready to bring back out. He's VR seven right now. And he's going to be the second guy. I try to get to VR 14. And my goal is simply just try to get a, a different character in each of each class VR 14 in the Daggerfall covenant. And it's going to take a long time, but I'm enjoying my character so far and, 
that's pretty much been my week. It's been a very calm week just playing by myself, doing a lot of questing, enjoying the stories a lot more, trying not to skip too much dialogue, and uh, just, just having fun, enjoying, enjoying Tamriel. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Um, I've been doing a little bit. Like For those of you who do not know, uh, I've been having an insanely busy week this week, so I haven't actually been able to get on hardly at all. Uh, due to uh, work last Friday through Sunday was a migration of our bank. So we purchased another bank and we had to work on that. Uh, followed by a uh, one of my real life best friend, actually. His, um, his younger sister passed away this week from a, uh, a stroke, actually. 23 years old and passed away, so... Uh, we've been doing a lot over with him, just hanging out with him and whatnot. So uh, uh, we, of course, appreciate any prayers and thoughts towards his family for this difficult time. Um, so that's that ate up the majority of my what game time I had because I'd always go over to his place, et cetera, et cetera, just to you know make sure he was doing okay. Um, but in game. I have been playing, like, obviously every day that I've been able to have been logging on and, and feeding my horses, Avi, hint, hint, wink, wink, <laughs> something for you to do. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I do actually something very similar to what you're doing for your Templar, setting out weapons. I actually have weapons and armor set up for my Altmer. Yeah, I said it. She's hot. Battle captive. I say battle captive because she's part of the Evanheart Pact, and she's a slave, so... I figure it's okay. Um, uh, she's a sorcerer, and uh, I've been leveling her up. She's like 21 now, but I, I have actually armor set out all the way to VR1 every couple levels, already set up with different sets. I forget what I'm using. I think I'm using... Uh, I think I'm using the meta. What is the meta for casters? It's uh, the one with the 8% less cost for spells. Oh, seducers. Yeah, seducers, and I think it's magnus the rest like five seducer four magnus i think is what i'm currently rocking yeah uh, for leveling it's quite popular yeah yeah that's that's what i'm rolling re- with right now and it, she's been she's been tearing face um random story i think i told this story a few episodes ago uh but i feel like telling it again because maybe you didn't hear it uh i set out to create this altmer character because of a, an altmer in davin's watch in the in the uh outlaws refuge she's a fence i went down I'm like man she is like super hot so i was like you know what i feel like i can make a hot altmer that i'll just say is my slave you know hint hint wink wink dirty dirty whatever you want to say there um so that's what that's what i designed to do so i went out i made her as hot as i could she's super hot love her to death she's great uh one day i was well, I was, I was in there. I was taking a shower, just getting ready. My wife walks in and looks at me, sticks her head in the shower. Well, you, you know, you tell me something like we got to go to the store. We got to pick something up, you know, whatever the wife says. And I look at her and I went, huh? So I jump out of the shower. I run to my computer and I boot up the game and I look and I'm like, huh? I inadvertently made my Altmer look just like my wife. And I thought that was funny because uh, I meant to make her as hot as possible, but I ended up making her look exactly like my wife unintentionally. So that happened. 
It's understandable. I've seen a picture of your wife. Yeah, she is a very attractive woman. Absolutely attractive. And it, it was funny because I like I didn't intentionally try to do it. I just was like, well, that's what do I find attractive? But that so that earned me some you know good husband points. You know, oh, you made your Altmer look just like me. I'm like, no, not not intentionally. I made her look like you because I wanted to make her as hot as possible, and that just apparently means it looks like you. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been playing her for a little bit. I think I ended her at 21. I think she's at the very start of Shadowfen, which I think is a little early for Shadowfen, if I'm right. Uh, has anyone played? Eb- I haven't played. Eb- 30, I think oh. I think 31's about right. That's the third. Well, she's only the 21. Third place you visit. Oh, 21. Oh, yeah. That's oh, no, no, way. you're right. She is 31. I'm sorry. 31. So 31 is what she's at. I was trying to think. I'm like, I just put new armor on her that was level 30. So, yeah, 31. Is that about right? Yeah, for... that's yeah, that's about right. I mean, you, I guess it'd be based on any zone. It's the third zone. You did your, you know, your first little entry. You did the first zone, Stone Falls, Deshaun, and now she's entering. So 31 is about right. Because um, she was a little over leveled when I was doing Deshaun. I mean, she hits like a truck now anyway, because let's face it. Most of the time when you're leveling, at least the first time, I went through it going, man, this was a lot harder than this time. Well, this time I also have a fully maxed out crafter who made all the armor up to like blue quality, blue enchants. You know, she has all this stuff that my other, my first character never had. He was putting on armor that he got from Quest and whatever he picked up. Um, Steak was thinking, who are these people and how is this relevant to ESO Arc? I don't know. I have no idea. Is it that they're uh, that their their other podcast that they're running right now? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, I've been leveling her, and I ended at Shadowfen, and I I really just need to. I know uh, a lot of our fans here really love the Argonians, my wife included, and I just cannot for the life of me. Um, bring myself to do shadow fan i love the rest of Ebonheart pact i love love marwin and i love the parts of skyrim but shadow fan is always kind of i have three characters right now stuck at shadow fan i have my uh imperial templar female who is my other alt crafter trying to get her up uh she's a she's a templar obviously she's stuck at shadow fan like literally the first quest in Shadowfen, I have a Khajiit um, Dragon Knight who is my cook. She did provisioning all the way up. She's stuck at Shadowfen. They're all roughly in that 30 range or somewhere along that. Um, and and that's and that's so those three characters are stuck at Shadowfen. I just do not have the will to push forward. And uh, uh, Orphan, yeah, um, not really off topic. Uh, Tiso cast, love Tiso cast road. I honestly think they've kind of pod faded a bit. Um, I don't think they've officially ended, but it's only been road and care for quite a while. And I haven't seen anything um, from them in quite a while. What would really be off topic is I haven't seen a lot from Road, that Road guy, in quite a while. I know they just did last week was their final Toro cast for yeah, uh, yeah. the very last one of uh, the Toro cast, which has been running. It's like 264 episodes or something like that. Um, 
So that's I, a Star, I, that's a Star Wars podcast. Yes, right? it is Star Wars: okay. The Old Republic podcast. But I know that's another one that his his uh, his network Twonk Hammer or whatever it is Twonk Hammer did, and they officially ended that one. Um, I only knew it because you know I Rhodes a friend of mine and and uh, um, I follow his stuff even though I don't play Swotor. I do listen to I, his I podcast just because I think he's, he's still on doing it. Doing the Dragon Age podcast too. He is, he is with uh yeah. with QGN. So I guess he's yeah. still doing that one. But I'm I I think the Tiso cast one sort of fell apart, and I don't really know this for certain. But uh, the guild that they're with, Volkendine, uh, I I don't know if they're still as heavily into ESO as they were. Um, but yeah. Uh, I hope they come back because I listen to all the ESO podcast and it kind of hurts me that the other ones aren't there because that's less for me to listen to. And it's definitely not at all a hijack, especially with this. I, I like that. Um, oh, college kids said Rhodes said he was taking a break. It it makes sense. So maybe they'll come back. Maybe they're just on temporary hiatus. So um, I know that uh, ES ES. ESORP, that podcast is on hiatus right now, uh, only because um, they're, the the crew there are working on a different project. Uh, it's related to ESO still, but it's taken up a lot of their time. So the actual podcast part has taken a backseat, and that will be back soon. So I'm excited about that. I, I like listening to them as well. So, uh, yeah. Tales of Tamriel, come here for your podcasting news. <laughs> um, but yeah, I talked to almost everybody, like almost everyone in in the ESO community that does podcasting, I talk to on a very frequent basis. Uh, very, very frequent basis, just because I like working with these guys. They're awesome. Uh, and I encourage you to listen to all the different podcasts out there, whether it's uh, El Shows Off the Record, Us, obviously, ESORP, if uh, RPing is your thing. Um Tiso cast when they Deuce come and back. Tamriel. Uh, what was that? Deuce and Tamriel. Deuce and Tamriel. I love those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, definitely listen to them. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Can't get enough of all of those because it fills up my work week with stuff to do. <laughs> um, I guess the final thing I really did was I got into Hellraw Citadel again. And this time we got past the. Uh, I know. Stellian, we talked about this earlier. We were stuck on um, the guys who went up the ledge versus the guys who went in the Coliseum. Um, this time I went into the actual Coliseum part. <laughs> so we actually got past that. We got all the way up to the final boss, uh, which I had not seen yet. And uh, I was not in their team speak until the very end. I wish I would have because before I got into the team speak, they, you know, they kind of invited me to the group. Uh, I apologize to all the guys who I was running with because I, I messed up. Um, but they invited me to the group and just got going. I didn't have time to jump in TeamSpeak yet. And I was actually trying to get into their TeamSpeak channel. And all of a sudden, they start running off. So I'm like, I'll do this later. Um, uh, that <laughs> I, uh, I started using synergies on the final boss. And I got turned to stone and I blew everybody up. That was fun. Oh, you're doing the hard mode. Oh, is that is there a difference? I didn't even know. I just got invited. Yeah, hard mode. Is it the gargoyles? Was there gargoyles around? Yes, there were gargoyles. Yes, yes. that's the hard mode. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. So there's no gargoyles in the normal mode. Oh. So, yes. <laughs> yes, quite a big difference. 
I actually thought that was just mechanics. I was just messing up because I, of course, yeah. never seen the final boss. Uh, I did hop in in the chat afterwards and, uh, you know, I was like, sorry, guys, that was me. I've never done this before. I'm sorry. Uh, and I didn't use any synergies after that, but <laughs> um, I, I did blow everybody up using that. So, yeah, I didn't know we were doing the hard mode either. I just got invited. I just got a message going, hey, we need your DPS. Come on. I'm like, OK, let's go. <laughs> I didn't know we were actually doing hard mode. So there we go. Um, yeah. Huh. Nice. I've not done that. I've not just completed the hard mode yet. I did it from the old guild and it hadn't gone so well with them. Uh, okay. Uh, we're not quite ready to do that yet. We probably could now. I'm confident the DPS. We, uh, we, we, we got pretty far, got it down to 40 ish percent, but we were getting unlucky, I guess, with the tank constantly getting, uh, petrified. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. It was hap. I swear every pool our tank got petrified and I don't know if we were doing something wrong or if it was just RNG saying screw you. Um, I don't yeah, know. But last time I did that, I even had it as my DPS build because I don't really need AOE for that one. My second bar was actually sword and shield with a taunt so that if the tank got caught up, I could just quickly go and bar two and hold my own for a little while till we got it all going again. Right. I mean, I know that the, the, the pros don't need to do it that way, but I found it made it easier because obviously you've got a backup plan for when the tank gets screwed over yeah i don't i don't know if we were even see i wish i would have paid a little more i think we weren't even running like our other tank i think we only had one tank for almost the majority of it and people doing that little whatever um because you know the guild i was running with they're you know they're really top end kind of guild and that you know we were running through i think we a lot of us were kind of new but after we ran out of deaths on it we probably could have went through and did it again we got through the first the whole first part in less than 10 minutes but we were out of time so uh this was a pretty late night like i happened to get home from you know uh, all the stuff I was doing with my buddy um make sure he was okay i got home really late this was like a I don't know, like a 1 a.m. kind of thing where I just happened to be on at 1 a.m. And they're like, hey, let's go. It was really, really late. And everyone's like, yeah, no, I'm going to bed now. It's late. It's like, you know, one in the morning, four in the morning kind of deal. It's like, yeah, okay, gotcha. It was definitely not a scheduled kind of raid, but it was a lot of fun, like a, a whole lot of fun. And uh, my DPS is still terrible. It makes me so upset. <laughs> It's really bad. Like, I'm just not happy with it at all. Um, I was told that there's really no weaving with a two-hander. I, I don't know how super accurate that was. Um, but I, my damage didn't seem to want to go up. They are just like spam wrecking blow. And my damage was a little bit more substantial. I, I mean, it, it wasn't. It wasn't up to the 12, 14K, you know, that I was, that really is what you should be aiming at. Uh, it was a little higher than that. It was probably 9, 10 ish if I was able to. I really want to test it on um, in Spindle Clutch where I'm just standing there, but I don't know. It, it, it just didn't seem to, you know, like I think there's something else I need to be weaving in there. Yeah, I still weaved with the thing. The only time I don't weave usually is in the execute phase, unless I'm down the staffed. You just, I just execute constantly. Um, 
Oh, of course, I've left the two-handed build. Strangely enough, I actually find it easier to get the 10, 11,000 from the Magicka build than I do the stamina one. Hmm. Um, but of course, I also do that. I mean, I'm running around because I know this build is supposed to be able to do much more. But with food on, I'm on about 26,000 Magicka because, of course, a lot of my stats are on health for tanking so I'm, I'm i'm quite short there compared to what other builds can do and you'd be surprised how much of a difference it makes having just the tiniest bit of weapon damage missing um and it all, it all adds up like if you got the ravaging set and the hundig set the damage you're gonna do there is very different right i don't have ravaging going. yeah exactly and the alternative to that is other expensive pvp stuffs like shadow walker and all the other things so if you're missing that side you are going to miss out on a decent bit of dps because even just one weapon damage extra right yeah i'm running five hoondings and then i don't know night mothers four night mothers or something like that and it's all legendary status but obviously yeah the other set's not that great uh count juki in chat uh just want to know about the trading system like do you need to spend real money for gold or can you trade weapons this game is a buy to play game meaning that you you buy the game box and then there's no subscription unless you want to and there are benefits to subscribing, such as getting crowns. Crowns are the in-game currency, are uh, the the buy to you know you put real money in for currency, and it's all vanity items, et cetera, et cetera. Gold in the game is you cannot buy it with real money unless you're going to an illegal gold seller, which I don't even know if there's many of those left in this game. Um, there's no way to turn real money into gold because even by buying cosmetic items, you can't trade them. So all gold in is earned in game through you know selling weapons, armor, completing quests, etc. Crowns are only used for buying the crown store vanity items like mounts and costumes. So hope that answers your question, sir. Um, I, maybe I just need to break down and buy the ravaging set. Uh, one I'm of the PVPing, but I don't really want to spend yeah. much. One one of the perks of being the Magicka build is it's all such easy stuff to get, and my build is pure melee. And in, in I actually really enjoy this build more than I did my stamina build. And I've always been a stamina man, even back when it was unpopular. But as you can see from the build, both bars. I don't have a staff on either bar. I'm pure sword and axe, dual wield, running in there, and right. I actually have a lot of fun doing it. And that one just uses. I'm using the healer set. I could use Cyrodiil's Light, and a jointness would be the best. But I, mean, I use the healer set on that. And then it's martial knowledge, which is dirt cheap because not even the rank 14 stuff I use mm, um, mm. obviously I'm using Balkan Scoria although arguably just using another two piece with weapon damage such as the worm cult which you get from group dungeons could actually work out to be better than the Balkans anyway mm. so it's a very easy set dirt cheap to get I'm in melee it's it's actually a fun style to play uh, nice. I really enjoy it it's the, it's the Adric Warrior from um, uh, it's actually on the Tamriel Foundry one. oh okay I, I, the only difference it was originally is I was using because I say I don't like Star, so I've been using Solar Barrage on my other bar. Although I think he's changed over to that now as well, because obviously he does a lot of testing. So he's nice. on that as well. So as I say, he still uses the Destro Staff, but I see no point in that. If you've got no Destro skills, Dual Wield will give you more damage. So as I say, it's, it's a pure melee build, and I have a lot of fun with it. And it's much cheaper to get. It's a shame, because I have got a five-set Ravaging sitting in my bank, because I don't use it anymore. <laughs> it's just sitting there gathering dust. Uh, Count Jokey, yes, this game will be exactly like that for console. It's going to be exactly the same. Buy to play, you buy the game. There's no subscription fee for it, but you will have to buy DLC with the crown currency, which you spend real money on, or you could do a sub fee, and then you get a monthly allotment of crowns, bonuses, and access to all DLC when it comes out. Uh, 
F. Justine, as was already answered in chat, but DPS is damage per second. It's an MMO term to say how much damage you put out every second. Um, it's often when you're doing these types of games, uh, certain bosses require a certain amount of damage saying, okay, you have three minutes to kill this boss for whatever reason. So each person in the raid has to be putting out X amount of damage per second. And that's how it's determined by, you know, they take all, all the damage you do in a, in a one second period over a certain amount of a fight, break, break it all down going, okay, you did a hundred thousand damage in, in this time, uh, that equates to exactly 10,000 damage per second. And then you can kind of compare that to what everyone else does, um, and see where you stand, whether or not you will have enough. And it's a way for, you know, raid leaders to go, okay, everyone here is doing 10,000 DPS a second. Well, the problem is we need to be doing at least 1500 in order to beat the timer going because in three minutes he explodes the room and we don't have, we literally cannot do enough damage fast enough before he kills us all. So that, that's why that's there. Incidentally, a handy place for a little bit of testing your DPS is actually the normal version of Wayrest Sewers. You just got a few skeevers to kill initially. I'm actually mm-hmm. in there now. Oops. Uh, you kill some skeevers and then you're at the crocodile at the bottom. Okay. Oh, crap. I'm getting myself killed. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's best if you go with one other person to sort of throw the heals so you can stand there and just focus on doing your damage on the main boss. But it's much easier than obviously you try to do the gargoyle. Uh, Fripp says there's a lot of stack and DPS tactics in this game right now. Personally, I don't like it because it takes away from the mechanics. Do you think it should be nerfed or keep it a nerf along the line of exponentially increase the damage according to how many red circles you stand in? Um, I personally agree with that. I, I hate when people can ignore mechanics. I think if there's four circles stacked on top of each other, you should take four, times the damage you know like if each one does a thousand you should take four thousand damage i i agree with that wholeheartedly um unless you're talking about if you step in one red circle you get a thousand and then the next one you step in in the same fight you get more that would be you know what i that would be a very punishing fight i think it would almost be too much for some people to handle uh Steldian, what do you think on that uh, yeah i like they do it sort of the more you stack the more damage it does yeah um i think it's definitely way too much stack and burn this game unfortunately that's kind of their own flaw by putting uh healing ritual or healing springs as the main heal in the game it's designed with a small circular area mm-hmm. everyone's got to be in it to get healed um only templars have the privilege of not even to do that um so that's i think a bit of a shame uh, maybe they could bring out some more heals that others can use and get away from the whole clump and burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely not enough cunning tactics in this game, and a lot of it you can override by doing enough DPS. You just stand and really kick the crap out of the mobs. There's no way of stopping that. Things like Dark Shades or Clever End Boss, it's hard to just stack and burn him because the different mechanics he goes through, yeah. it's well designed to stop you from just going, oh, we do enough DPS to ignore the phases. Um, you can't do that. So yeah. Some fights are well done, just the majority aren't. Avi, I want you to answer this question. What would you think about a red circle? Because there's certain fights that there's not multiple stacks of circles. There's one circle. Uh, I can think of particularly the uh, Wisp Mother in AA, where it's literally everyone just stacks and whatever. What do you feel about this? When you step in a circle, you take damage. Obviously, like you would. 
but to prevent the stacking and just burning through it, what if every every tick that you stood in the circle, like if you stay in one circle, you take damage. Boom, it hurts. And normally it keeps ticking, but what if every tick went up exponentially in power? So the longer you stand in the circle, the more it hurts to the point where you couldn't heal through it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, and it will get our damn teammates out of the red faster, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's a way that would be forgiving, right? The first time hurts. The next time, if you get out of it and step back in, it hurts again, but it prevents people from stepping in it because if it's a continuous yeah, if you, tick... If you, if you stay in it, eventually it's going to start producing some damage that you can't, you can't control. Yeah, you can't heal through. I, I, I think that's a good idea. I actually really like that. What about you, Estelian? Yeah, I think that's a clever way. In fact, funnily enough, the first boss in Hellra with the, um, well, you're familiar with it, his whirlwinds of damage. Yeah. Um, you know, it's because if you try a stack phase there, I'm sure some people can do it. But if you're a more average team, if you stack up on that, by the time you've got six whirlwinds in there, it starts becoming too much to deal with it. Cause it's kind of mimicking the effect you're saying. So it's just sort of getting more and more and more. And actually being able to do that just like, as you say, just having one whirlwind in there and it starts ticking like that, it, it'd be the equivalent sort of design. I think that's actually quite a clever way of doing it. Nice. I think it'd be interesting. I think we should write a post about it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's kind of the end of our tales section, and uh, we're up to our add-on spotlight, sir. Uh, we would be. I'm standing in a very long load screen. Those got fixed too, apparently. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right. Unless they're a feature now. They might be a feature. That's a feature. Load screens are a feature. We want you to love Appreciate our art. art. <laughs> they're still long, but we made them prettier. We made them prettier. <laughs> I, you know, for a guy who loves the the um, the artwork so much, I don't even think that would work for me. <laughs> oh, no. oh my, that's funny. That is funny indeed. All right. Well, while he's doing the load screen, I guess we can go ahead and move on to. We'll we'll come back to the Adam Community Spotlight, uh, Guild Corner, Avi, sir. All right, cool. Yeah, Mortal Entity is a PVE guild for the Daggerfall Covenant. We're moving towards more of an in-game style guild, but we're still accepting members of all levels and experience for the meantime. To join us, you can just message me in-game at AviOptimal, or you can register at our website now at mortalentity.gamerlaunch.com. Nice. Um, did did uh, Nate from ESORP join you guys yet? Because he said he was going to. I was curious if he did. No, he didn't. Does he play on NA? Uh, he was thinking, he was telling me in, uh, I forget where we were, a Twitter message or something like that. He was considering making a, a Daggerfall Covenant character on NA to join I've you gotten, guys. I've, I was, gotten a, I've gotten a few people mess, that have messaged me and have came from the show. But uh, yeah, he hasn't. Uh, I'm gonna have to, you're gonna have to yell at Nate. Uh, Nate was yeah. probably just talking to me, like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about it." Now he's now I've just committed him to it. So there you well, go, now, Nate. Well, now, well, now I know Nate. So uh, he's ready waiting. to type your name in to an you. invite. Yep. <laughs> you say the word, it's out. There you go. Exactly. Nice, nice. All right, uh, Steldian, sir. Uh, well, I can actually do the little spotlight for you now. Oh, wonderful. Well, let's. Uh, um, yeah, let's do the spotlight now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, have we done mail R? I don't That's believe another so. incredibly simple one and it's just a great little if you're a guild leader it's the great greatest thing in the world because you can go to mail 
and if you want to write a mail you can send it to your entire guild at once so if you have a guild message to send everyone in game um, very handy for doing that uh, the added bonus also is you can then you can force delete emails after you've taken the items so you don't have to worry about that stupid confirmation yeah, are you sure I want to delete this yes I do um, that gets rid of that as well and as I say the mailing the whole guild is pretty awesome just don't abuse that feature because that can get quite annoying for your guildies to keep getting messages from from, from your boss all the time going oh my god leave it alone <laughs> which one of my guilds quite likes to do but at least they're relevant messages things like the lottery and stuff so it's it's a handy way of updating without having to send an email to, or mail to everyone you know right. um, the other one I quickly talk about is Azura I don't know if we've talked about that one before no but Azura is a very simple well it's got lots of funky things you can change or very complex but at its most basic for those who aren't big add-on fans if you unlock the UI windows it literally just turns everything movable so the default ui is then able to be moved around how you like so it's not about adding things to ui it's not about making things all messy and added info it's just a case of saying right i actually prefer my group window to be over here i prefer my synergy to be over there or whatever so very good one azura fantastic little add-on just to move things to how you like them to be excellent i like it let's see uh, the and, bad three five T nine oh seven. Are you secretly Vanoss? I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> Does anyone get that? No, no, okay. no. Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna have to respectfully say we have no idea. All right. Uh, do you want to do a shout out for your your guild as well? Uh, yeah, obviously Crucia Sanctorum, as mentioned earlier. We're uh, doing the raids hopefully twice a week. I say we do have two scheduled. We do one yeah, reliably scheduled. every week. That's the English way, mate. The proper yeah, way schedules. of pronouncing it. Um, yeah, so we have two raids a week. Usually we find ourselves sort of struggling just to get the last couple of people. So we raid every week usually, and then the other night it's sometimes just a little short. So we could do with a few more members. We've got 27 at the moment. Mm. Um, and obviously as soon as some people are away, it gets a bit tricky. So if anyone is interested, ideally if you're vet rank, because in honesty almost all of us are vet 14, so it'll be quite lonely if you're not. Uh, we'll obviously still chat with you, but less to do in game, as it were. So, you know, if you're the higher end of vets, you don't have to be vet 14 to join us, of course. I'm, and in all honesty, you can, in fact, be a non-vet and join us as well. We're, we are open to all. It's just, as I say, vets is more the ideal area to be hunting on. So come along, check out Crucio Sanctorum. We've got a guild site. I think it's engine.crucioSanctorum.com. Have a read, have an application, and we'll get back to you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, that is on the EU mega server, by the way. Oh, yes. EU yeah. and Daggerfall we, Covenant. Let's yes. not forget that either. We we must mention that we are a uh, both mega server show. Uh, um, Avi and myself are US mega server and Stelvian is uh, EU. Um, so there you go. Oh, are we Vanoss Gaming on YouTube? No, sir, we are not. Oh, no. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, Dungeon Crawler Network on YouTube, though. Check it out. Subscribe. Be awesome. We love you. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. All right. Um, time for Wings of Fate. Obviously, that is the community trading guild of the Dungeon Crawler Network. And we have been doing terrible with our bidding war on traders. <sighs> Makes me sad. Yeah. I don't know. There's been a bunch of trading guilds, I guess, moving in and taking all of our spots, and it makes me sad. So we're trying a new spot again this week, and hopefully that pans out for us. Um, 
because I've actually kind of halted all recruiting. I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of the show and you want to come hang out with us, absolutely. But I haven't been recruiting for um, uh, new traders until we actually have a trader again, because I'm obviously not going to bring people in whose only sole focus is trading if we do not have a guild trader. So we do not at this point, and it's very sad. It makes me very frustrated. Um, so we'll have to move on from there. Uh, but... All right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, I guess end. Oh, no, no. Before we end the show, that is right. We do have a guild raffle to do, and I'm going to send this to you in chat. Um, Stella, Dan, there you go. If you could pull that up and do a um, uh, random.org because we had a guild lottery to do this week. Okay. It's obviously a little lower than it has been the past few weeks. Um, obviously, the majority of that is because we haven't had a guild trader for the past like three weeks, I think it is. So that's really been hurting us. Right. What's the uh, minimum and maximum? The minimum is two and the maximum is 59. Okay. I'd do a drum roll, but it would echo through the mic. Da, 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 da. Okay, the random number is 44. 44. And that is Hero. Hero lives. Good luck, or good job, sir. Not good luck. <laughs> Should have been good luck before that. Good job, sir. I will send you the money in-game uh, as soon as the show is over. So congratulations. The new raffle will again start right now. Um, get your tickets in, obviously, and we'll go from there. All right. Guys, it's the end of the show. We made it through another week. Crazy week, indeed. So let's go ahead and uh, give our final thoughts and let everyone know where they can follow us, find us, etc., etc. With the absence of Thais, who I always say to go first, I don't know. Let's let's do Estellian first. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's uh, another fun show after missing last week's, which is probably good, actually, because I ended up having a nasty cold, so <laughs> I wouldn't have sounded very good at all. Um, yeah, nice to be back on though. Good to talk about some stuff. Uh, hopefully, some slightly more exciting news might be able to turn up at some point with the uh, console release coming. Mm-hmm. We might actually start hearing some stuff for the future. So I really do look forward to that. You can't find me anywhere. You can't find me anywhere. Dungeon <laughs> Core Network or my guild or at Asteldian in game. Excellent. There, there is a Twitter account at Asteldian as well, but I am the most boring Twitter person in the world. So. He follows me on it. You know, Dungeon Crawler. And every yeah. once in a while, favorites things. But... Every so often, yeah, but I haven't done it. It's been on there for about a week at least, I think. Uh, Terrible. Uh, all right. And uh, Avi, good sir. What are your final thoughts for the show? Nah, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you to the chat room for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, just like Esteldian, you could find me on Twitter at AviOptimal. But uh, if you want to come play with me in-game, I'm always looking for new people to play, and that's also at AviOptimal. So just send me a friend request. Excellent. Um, yeah, thank you so much, chat room, for coming out. We had a nice active chat room. You guys are great asking questions. I love seeing that because we'll do our best to answer them if we can. We hope that was... Uh, um, very informative for you. Uh, as Esteldian said, 
these past few weeks, like we didn't skip last week. Uh, Avi and I, we, we held the fort on an off night and, and took care of a, a little mini show uh, that we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we still had a little giveaway, so make sure that giveaway is still going and get your entries in. Um, so check that out, episode 65. Check out the post. Figure out what you got to do. Um, you have till Friday the 29th to get your entries in. Uh, with... ESO, obviously, uh, you know, there's always going to be stuff for us to talk about because we can always talk about what we did in game. Obviously, this week for me has been very, very hard, and that's why my gaming talk has been very little because of, of real-life circumstances, both work and, unfortunately, um, passing of, of a friend. So that that ate into my time. But we're also kind of in a, a holding pattern. For those of you who know, uh, June 9th, the console version of ESO uh, TU comes out, but we haven't had any content really since then. So yeah, a lot of the news we talk about is, is little things that we find across the web, small patches, obviously the, um, the fraudulent keys, things like that. There's nothing really exciting, exciting for us to sink our teeth in into until, you know, the first DLC release really. Um, so we apologize for some of the lackluster news, but we try to provide you what we can with what we got. And we hope it, is an enjoyable show regardless. Uh, so that is that is what we got there. Those are my final thoughts for the show. Uh, you can find me personally. My personal Twitter is at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. I also post a lot under the Dungeon Crawler Network Twitter account, which is Dungeon Crawl Net. Check me out either there or on my personal. My personal one I don't use for too much of anything other than sending pictures of cats. So if that's it would interest you and you like looking at cats, you know, a picture of a cat called, you know, what do you call a pile of cats? You call it a meowton. <laughs> Get it? I like it. Um, that's what I do in my personal one. My uh, Dungeon Crawl Net, which I post on for the network, is a little bit more active and a little bit more game related. So check that one out as well. Definitely sub to that. Uh, we do encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where the video of this will be up. Uh, I am working on a new format as well, uh, like an overlay kind of format. We obviously have some new stuff coming out. Um, we have a Dungeon Crawler Network podcast that will be starting in June. I promise you it will start this time in June, uh, which will be kind of like a general MMO gaming kind of thing or gaming news thing. Once a month to kind of give you everyone a heads up what's going on with us at Dungeon Crawler Network as well as some other little things in the in the uh, gaming world. So definitely follow us on DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com and at DungeonCrawlNet for news when that stuff comes out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we really hope you enjoyed yourself. Everyone have a great night. Good night. You just listened to another episode of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. If you want to get involved, please be sure to check out our website at www.dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Please be sure to follow us on our social media and YouTube channels. We can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, on Twitter at dungeoncrawlnet, and at Tales of Tamriel and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.